0: how's it going tonight everybody
1: we are three dudes reviews featuring mike terry fox oh and we have a special guest once again our old pal dan hey how's it going i'm back again he keeps coming back Awfully suspicious.
2: <laughs> we just can't seem to get rid of him. How does
0: he keep getting into these recordings? This show, we're taking a little break from our uh, our categories because we had a request. Yeah, our first request. Woo! Yeah, yes. Yeah. So we went ahead and watched it. We got a request to watch uh, Lupin the Third, um, the Castle of Cagliostro.
2: And you nailed that pronunciation. I applaud you. That was well done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> i've practiced for it <laughs> it's
0: a fun word to say so this movie was released in 1979 it's an animated movie from uh japan it's directed by Hayao miyazaki who went on to do uh studio ghibli stuff you know spirited away those movies on imdb it's got a 7.7 out of 10 a 71 meta score and on rotten tomatoes it has a 92 two percent tomato meter
1: that's not bad
0: yeah like most miyazaki movies it's pretty highly rated so who wants to do the synopsis <laughs> you want me to do it
2: i mean pretty sure the honor usually falls to a uh, specific member of the cast <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> who's that is that me <laughs> all right um, i don't want to point any fingers but so the story follows this guy um, who's a thief and his name's wolf and barely gets into quite a bit of uh, trouble wherever he goes um i think this character there's other movies about this character right
1: that's a manga an anime there's movies yeah okay so
0: this movie uh follows him going to i where where did he go it's like somewhere in italy cagliostro the nation is Cagliostro, I think, yeah. Okay. And he's trying to stop t- some corrupt uh count from doing some shenanigans and trying to marry some princess
1: he has l- locked up. Pretty much. <laughs>
2: Those darn shenanigans. Yeah.
1: He's <laughs> up to no good. Yeah, and Lupin or Lupin or Wolf or whatever, he's a he's a thief. He's like a master thief. He's always going around stealing things and Yeah. I think he's supposed to be like a gentleman thief or something. Like he's not Evil, but he steals from the bad people or something. I don't know. I haven't never watched the series before.
2: I, I saw a criticism of this film was that it kind of portrays him in a little kinder light than it uh, the manga and the other movies and series do. And I guess he's usually a little more arrogant and playboyish, whereas in this one he's kind of a altruistic white knight character. Well, I bet that
3: is because Miyazaki directed this one because this is the only one he directed out of all of them different movies and stuff so i bet that was his choice to take the character that direction
2: probably and i mean i I can't criticize that i haven't seen any of the other material so some context for the review i guess i think is this all we've seen of it everybody just this one i didn't
3: even know of
2: it
1: yeah same here i'd heard of it from uh like, uh, my old Dragon Ball Z movies always had previews of Lupin the Third, like, movies and the anime before it would play the movie. So that's the only way I knew about it. Well, I guess, what'd you think of it, guys? I think the princess looks like Nausicaa.
2: Oh, yeah, she kind of does, doesn't she? Who's that? It's another Miyazaki movie. They do look very similar now that you mention it. I had not thought of that, but, like, yeah, the hair and the face is very... It's very similar.
0: <laughs> yeah, this art style has, you know, Miyazaki written all over it. Yeah, for sure. I was thinking that when we were watching it. I was like, man, this looks like a Miyazaki movie. And I didn't think he directed it. I went and looked at it and I was like, oh, this, is, this was Miyazaki. He did do this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love this art style, like the old school looking anime stuff. I think it just looks so smooth and so, I don't know, so classic. It's really hard to compete with it.
2: Yeah, that hand-drawn style. The 70s was a great era for anime. This movie seemed a lot goofier than Miyazaki's other movies, I
0: would think. Like, I haven't seen a ton of his movies. It's pretty
3: similar in tone to Castle in the Sky. Except this one's more fun, I guess. Because Castle in the Sky near the end, it kind of takes on some more serious darker themes whereas this one stays light and playful throughout the entire runtime
1: i always kind of knew he was kind of a goofball the lupin character just from all those previews i saw of him like just running away just the way he runs like he looks like a goofy guy just kind of in general i think
3: he doesn't even have a complete tie It's, like, missing the bottom part or whatever,
1: (laughs) so. (laughs) And I think there are some moments in this where it gets, like, surprisingly dark for just, like, a second.
2: Yeah, you know, they they really kind of catch you off guard when they show up.
1: (laughs) When there's, like, corpses and like, a well. (laughs) Oh, jeez. That was pretty gruesome. People getting squished. Ooh, I wasn't expecting that. Even the, the ninjas, like the bodyguards, like when they pull off those claws, you're like, oh, God, like they could tear right through them. Yeah, they were creepy. Yeah, which is, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know if I like that dissonance so much. It just seems like it does kind of just come out of nowhere, whereas some of the other Miyazaki stuff with the darker elements feels more natural. And this one, it kind of just feels like it just surprises you instead of feeling smooth and integrated.
2: Yeah, you know, I think the uh the, the style, the animation of the time, kind of lends itself to, like, looking goofy. You know, I mean, here I go, you know, off on one of my uh, rambles, but uh, my favorite anime ever, Mobile Suit Gundam, premiered in the 70s, and the animation style is very similar, but, like, it's not a funny show at all. It's very dark. Lots of child soldiers dying. But the an anim- the animation is kind of that over-the-top, cartoony, goofy
1: style. Maybe that is just of the time where there's some dissonance. But I mean, I think the subject matter throughout the rest of this movie is pretty like lighthearted until it gets to those moments. Whereas I feel like, I don't know, I don't really watch Gundam, but it sounds like that kind of keeps a serious tone throughout.
3: Very much so. <laughs> I wonder if they made them a lot creepier and more dark in tone that kind of offset the rest of the movie just to let the audience know hey these guys are a threat and you need to take them seriously just because the rest of the film's so light and fun it's a good way to let everybody know hey watch out for these guys
1: Yeah, it does raise the stakes when you see people getting squished and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's kind of reminiscent of like um, the Black Cauldron animation back in the day. You know, at some points that movie is really fun and adventurous and kind of goofy. And then it gets real dark, real fast anytime the villains are around. I do wonder, so I was looking
0: through the trivia on IMDb, and they're saying they made this movie in like four months. It had such a tight production schedule that um, Mizuki had to alter a lot of the script post-production to complete it on time. So I wonder if that's why maybe there's some of that dissonance in there. You
1: know, could be. Maybe they cut out some stuff too. Yeah, that was. More dark and then left in, I mean, it's probably hard to delete, yeah, just the death scenes and stuff.
2: There are some gun deaths in here that kind of caught me off guard, personally. I wasn't really expecting to actually see anybody get shot.
1: Yeah, at one point, yeah, someone just gets nailed and it's kind of shocking. Like, oh, (laughs) where did that come from? (laughs) Probably what he was thinking too, I guess, though. Especially coming
3: from Miyazaki, because his stuff really isn't that violent until Princess Mononoke. And then that one goes all for it. But all the rest of his stuff isn't even as violent as this movie is.
0: And it's not that bad. Also in the trivia, it says that he has only expressed dissatisfaction with this completed movie. So apparently
1: he doesn't really like it that much. Really? Probably because he didn't have enough time to make it how he wanted to.
3: It turned out really good, even though he didn't have... Very
2: much time. It sounds like
0: I think I said when we were watching it. This reminds me of
1: Scooby Doo. Yeah, it kind of does.
2: There's that uh, that thing. They all the time people are falling off ledges or dropping into pits, but they kind of like swim through the air for a moment to try and stay afloat in midair. I did see that a lot. <laughs>
0: I'm guessing since it's a goofy, you know, character and show, that's probably how it goes. You know.
1: Probably, yeah. I don't know. I was going to ask you guys if you felt like any baggage, because we've never seen anything from this series before. Did you feel like that, in the end, hurt your experience of this, or did it not matter?
3: It made me want to watch the other
0: ones, actually.
3: Yeah. But I wasn't ever lost or anything.
1: I don't think it really
0: mattered too much to me. Like, the Inspector Zenigata, like, he seemed like a recurring character, probably, who's always chasing Wolf. You know, kind of like um, in the Dukes of Hazzard, the the guy who's always chasing the Dukes. Because they didn't really kind of explain him too much, did they? He just kind of showed up and he's like, where's Wolf? I'm here for Wolf. They had a couple lines about him, but
3: yeah, that was it.
1: Yeah, him and that cat thief were the like two characters. I was like, yeah, these two probably show up all the time and... Are always getting in Wolf's way.
2: Yeah. The supposed cat burglar who really pretty much just shoots at people the whole time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She's like a mercenary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tossing grenades. (laughs) Yeah. She was a beast. Surprised they didn't get out of there with her. Like she was just plowing through people, throwing grenades everywhere (laughs) as like a hang glider. She's totally prepared. I do feel like for me, like the story kind of. Had some moments where it was just like, and here's how it is. Like, it doesn't really, like, give you any lead up to anything. Like, oh, by the way, I was here in my past. It just kind of pops out of nowhere. I don't know if it really mixed in well with the present day plot, like his flashbacks and stuff. I don't really know if we needed that for this movie. Didn't seem like it was all that important except for to give him a reason to, I guess, save the princess. But
2: Yeah, it was kind of a weird moment. I mean... He was kind of, I feel like in the beginning when they first get there, he and his buddy are, like, having a conversation about how they really don't know much about the country, and it's kind of obscure, but then it turns out that he's, yeah, attempted an entire heist here before.
1: It just seems like, I don't know if we even needed that, like, subplot. It just, it felt a little forced, I guess.
2: I thought it was kind of weird, even. Uh, it kind of sets up the romance between him and another character, who is much younger at the time when he's first there, and I was like, ooh, that's, uh, It's kind of odd, but...
1: Well, I think it's a romance for one and not so much for the other, so...
2: I don't know. He spends a lot of time trying to, like, woo her.
1: That's just him doing his thing, though.
3: Doing his shtick or whatever, so... That's how I took it, anyways.
1: Yeah, because at the end, he's not really into it at all from judging from his facial expressions and stuff
2: which i thought was super weird like he has that whole when he first you know gets to her in the locked tower he breaks in going to save her and he's like i just want you the only reward i need is right in front of me putting on all these moves and then he's like nah nah jk i didn't really mean it
1: yeah they probably could have developed that a little bit better i I think dan's right i think that's just like his like gentleman thief persona he's putting on i guess
0: Well, he even says he calls himself a womanizer. You know, when he's eating the spaghetti, he's like, I'm a womanizer. And then does something real weird. I don't remember exactly what he did. He hit on the waitress (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Kind of going back to your criticism on the story, I didn't really mind the flashbacks to his uh, prior attempt at stealing the treasure or whatever. I thought it was kind of a cool. Way to tie it in. Kind of like this is the one heist that I didn't pull off, and basically his whole motivation is he's going back to try and do it again now that he's a lot older and has so much more experience. So I kind of like that aspect with the flashbacks, but I do agree they could have. This probably ties into them running out of time with the production. It didn't have a lot of dramatic depth to it. Like you guys said, it's kind of just there. So I like the idea of it, but I do think they could have done more to make it
2: more impactful, I guess. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, you know, I mean, this was the heist he couldn't pull off, but it seems like as soon as he gets there and realizes the princess is in trouble. It's like no longer a heist. It's like a overthrowing this evil count operation. Like I'm like, I thought you were a thief, man. Not like a, you know, mercenary rebel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. I do like the idea of that. I just maybe like throw that in at the beginning or something just so that it sets it up a little bit better. Because, yeah, it's not a bad idea to have the one that got away kind of thing or something like, oh, the one job I couldn't do. it just It's just introduced so late into the story. It's just like, oh, OK, because even he's like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about that. And then you're like, what? Well,
3: yeah, it seems to me like that's probably something to do with the
1: short production time. Yeah, I bet you're right. I really like his, uh, his sidekick, um, the guy with the hat and the cigarette. He cracks me up with the big gun oh yeah he's awesome what's
2: that guy's name do they ever call him my name
1: yeah <laughs> Jigen or something like that i think yeah Jigen. uh yeah he was funny i wish he would have done more but like yeah every time he was there he cracked me up he was <laughs> so chill and he'd always be so suspicious of lupin it cracked me up so much <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i could have gone for more of him and his character
2: I do really enjoy the uh, the yeah the uniqueness of every character. Everybody's so cool, so stand out. I feel like
1: yeah, they all have their own like special place. You can tell like within the team. Lupin's always kind of going for it. This guy's just. <laughs> Kind of the chill one who's like, okay, fine, as long as you let me know, we can do it. <laughs> then there's that random samurai guy who doesn't do anything really except for say like an awesome line at the end. But my sword is thirsty. He fights off all the assassins. He was cool. I just he didn't really do anything either except for at the very end fight some assassins. Yeah, yeah. I think all the side characters are pretty fun and yeah, interesting. And I, I, Lupin is interesting too. I really like his character as well. I just It's just kind of a fun, yeah, aloof almost movie where they're kind of goofy and, yeah, they bounce off each other really well.
2: For sure. This, like, definitely would have been up there in, like, nine-year-old Chris's, like, favorite movies probably at that time.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah.
3: Same for me, too.
2: I think Miyazaki just really pulls that off so well, you know? It's just a fun adventure for all ages. Kind of makes you feel like a kid again when you're watching it.
3: Yeah, yeah. When I was watching this, I was hoping that it would, just be a fun adventure with no subtext or anything like that. Because a lot of Miyazaki stuff, like *Nausicaa*, *Castle in the Sky*, and *Princess Mononoke*, all have the different subtext line underneath it. This one, though, it's just a a fun ride, kick back, watch a, a good fun adventure movie. You're not having anybody's ideas. Presented to you or anything. Which I really liked. It was a nice refresh. From a lot of. The junk
1: that's come out recently. <laughs> the themes they do present are kind of like simple, like oh, you know, this guy's funding countries and the countries don't want to go to war. What does that say about our government? You know, but then stuff like that, like it's very like light. He doesn't really push it too hard.
2: I think the evil plot is so over the top that you can't really even like take it all that seriously. He's a Bond villain. He is. <laughs> this dude's been funding every great war since 1500. World War One? Ever hear of it? This guy made it happen. (laughs) 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 Ever hear of it? (laughs) (laughs) The Great Depression in America in the 30s? Ever hear of it? This guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He just, he wants to marry her so he can get her ring. I feel like he could have easily just taken this ring so many times. The marriage is not really the, uh... (laughs) The important part. Except for I guess there's that prophecy that says once they're married it'll be revealed, but I feel like he could have just snagged that thing.
2: The vast amount of resources he has, I don't know why the marriage was that important in the grand scheme.
1: Maybe he just wanted to marry somebody and, you know, settle down. Just a lonely evil count. Yeah, he just wants to find love. We can (laughs) blame him. I bet they put the whole marriage thing
3: in there as kind of a way this set, looping up as the good guy of sorts in this one give him the damsel in distress he's gotta save
1: give him yeah something heroic to go for what'd you guys think of the music oh it cracked me up sometimes it kind of reminded me of goblin a little bit the people who did the score for a lot of dario argento's italian like slasher films like it's just kind of like wacky and i think it's really fun and like really kind of was exciting and cool
2: you know, it was kind of Goblet of you're right, now that I think about it. I feel like it kind of um might. I don't know if this was the inspiration, probably some other animes as well, but it kind of reminded me of Cowboy Bebop with kind of the horn section accentuating like the action scenes and the chase scenes. I don't really remember the music too awful much. I don't think it really stood out to me.
3: I'm partial to the big band soundtracks and stuff, so I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it was nice hearing it as opposed to like, your typical anime soundtracks
1: (laughs) yeah some good stuff yeah i think it i think it fit the movie really well yeah it's just Punched it up when it needed to and it was fun, just like the movie was fun.
2: I think our new uh, our new goal for this podcast should be to uh, hop on like a, you know, Kickstarter or something and uh, get something going to uh, get Goblin to do the soundtrack for an anime. <laughs> Is that our <laughs> new goal? Goblin?
1: Yes, that's our
2: new purpose in life.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't like each other anymore, but, you know, money solves all wounds. So, right? That's what they <laughs> right. say?
2: It's not time, it's money. Yep.
1: <laughs> yes, this is how we'll get them back. Bring them together. Then, Well, that, well then the next problem is we need to find an anime. Uh, you know,
2: I bet if we say Goblin's doing the soundtrack, Miyazaki will come out of retirement again. Yet again. <laughs> he seems to love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: well, let's jump into some overall presentation. Terry, you want to give us our scale?
1: Yeah, so we have four different ratings. There's burn it, pass, watch it, and buy it from descending to ascending. So there it is.
0: All right. I like Miyazaki quite a bit. His movies, I've heard uh, a term called Miyazaki magic for his movies because they have that sense of adventure, you know. A lot of the movies, I think, make you feel like you're a kid again. I like the art style. This one really reminded me of Scooby-Doo for some reason, just the tone, the way the characters act, the, the cartoon stuff like them driving on the side of a cliff, you know, had that kind of goofy stuff in there. But I'll, I'll give this one a watch it. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, it's not my favorite Miyazaki, but I was pleasantly surprised when we first said this movie. I was like, looping the what? What is this thing? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I like this one. I, I'm going to give it a watch it.
2: I love this movie. I, I did not know it was Miyazaki until we uh, looked it up during. But it doesn't surprise me because it is pretty solid. And I think, yeah, he's got that uh, the Miyazaki magic thing going on. It's just a good, fun adventure movie. Kind of makes you feel young. It's a breath of fresh air. The animation is fantastic. For me, personally, I kind of feel like 1979 through like 19. 19- early 90s is like a golden age of anime where they're really getting into that hand-drawn style that I just love so much I'd probably give this one a buy it you know I wouldn't watch it like all the time but I would definitely buy it and have my kids watch it in the future and I would watch it every time with them so a buy it from Fox
1: the first thing that stood out for me was definitely the art style I I miss the style so much. It seems like a lot of modern animes are going with that CG, 3D looking stuff. And it's just, I don't know, there's something about it that doesn't just sit with me. So that's awesome. I think the story's pretty fun. There's a few things I would change. Like, I don't know, there's some weird subplots that I don't think might have been necessary. But, you know, there was a short production time. And overall, it is very impressive, very fun. And I am going to give it a watch. It's not my favorite Miyazaki either, but... I am interested to watch more of this Lupin stuff, because if it's all kind of like this, then I think I'll enjoy it quite a bit.
3: Yet again, me and Fox have similar tastes when it comes to movies, it seems like. Because I also really like this one. Though, for me, it comes from a little different perspective, because I didn't really get into watching anime or reading manga until within like the last five years or whatever. So... I don't really have the nostalgia to look back on all these. And out of all the Miyazakis I've seen, I like this one as much as I liked Castle in the Sky. It's just got a great adventure story that's fun. It doesn't ham-fist any messages or anything in there. It just exists to be a fun adventure that you can enjoy watching pretty much every time with a really likable cast of characters, great music, uh, great hand-drawn animation. All that stuff just is really good. I only really had a couple complaints with the story. A couple times it felt like he was just pulling information out of thin air. But other than that, I didn't have any other problems with it, so I'm going to give this one a buy it as well.
1: Uh oh. You know what that means. We're at an impasse again.
2: <laughs> two watches
1: and two buy it.
2: How do how do we break this tie? Does that come together as a Wyatt? Oh, Wyatt!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's worth a watch, and then you can decide for yourself, I guess.
2: Yeah, you tell us. Break our tie. Let us know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and if you do want to let us know, there's some easy ways to do that. You can go to our Facebook page, our Twitter. We're at Three Dudes Reviews. You can email us at three dudes reviews podcast at gmail.com you can let us know what you think of this. You could even give us a recommendation and maybe you'll be the next review that we do. Uh, Next week, we're going to do something a little different, I think. We're going to review some documentaries. Yeah. About the fire Festival. I don't even know what that is exactly, but I know Netflix released a documentary about it and then Hulu did. And I guess we're going to kind of just... Talk about it, compare and contrast, review it to the best of our abilities. We've never done documentaries before, so should be interesting.
0: Yeah, sounds good. So make sure you tune in for that. We want to thank everybody for listening to us. Uh, we really appreciate it. This is Three Dudes Reviews, featuring Dan. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Signing off.